You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Okay. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam agrees with Suhail in order to write this document. And in, in the end, Imam Ali wrote it. However, a fitna happened. After the verbal treaty, still you did not have the document yet. It was being written. Some 30 armed young men tried to attack Muslims. They were mushriks from around Mecca. The Prophet did dua against them and they just froze. This was one of the miracles of the Prophet. They came to spoil the treaty and to cause bloodshed. So the Prophet did a prayer against them. They froze and the Muslims arrested them. When they brought them to the Prophet, the Prophet told them, are you under the protection of any treaty, any amnesty? They said no. When they said no, the Prophet had the right to either kill them or take them as prisoners of war. Why? Because they're fighting the Prophet and there's no treaty to protect them. So the Prophet says, I'm going to release you and he released them. He forgave them. He did not have to release them. And the Hudaybiyah treaty would not protect them because they were aggressors who took a sword willing to fight, whereas the Treaty of Hudaybiyah said, no fighting between Muslims and Mushriks. So the Prophet was free to punish them if he wanted to, but he wanted to demonstrate to everyone he's a man of peace. So the Prophet forgives them and Allah reveals verse 24 of Surah Al-Fatih about this incident. Allah is the one who protected you Muslims from their harm when you were by Mecca. In any case, something very interesting here happens. Before the treaty is still finalized, you know, before it was signed into law, the Prophet made the conditions with Suhail, who was representing the Mushriks, but now they were just waiting to sign it. Right before signing it, Abu Jandal shows up. Who's Abu Jandal? Abu Jandal is the son of Suhail, the negotiator. What happened was Suhail, this important Qurashi man, had two sons who had become Muslim before that. One of them was Abdullah ibn Suhail. During the battle of Bad, Abdullah, the son of Suhail, he left with the Mushriks to go to the battlefield. But then he cleverly switched sides and he joined the Muslims and he told them I'd become a Muslim and I ran away from the Meccans. This is where Battle of Badr, years before that. His brother Abu Jandal got stuck in Mecca, he couldn't flee. And so his father, a very important Mushrik, one of the leaders of Quraysh, he became very angry that his sons became Muslim. So they lock up Abu Jandal and they beat him and they would torture him. What was his crime? He became a Muslim. His own dad would torture him. How dare you become Muslim and you follow Muhammad? So basically what happened is, he manages to somehow escape 
from the place where he was imprisoned, and he heard the Prophet is here by Mecca, he managed with chains on his hand to run and to come to Hudaybiyah. He comes to Hudaybiyah and he falls in front of the Muslims and he says, save me, I'm a Muslim. I've been tortured for years, I'm being tortured. And guess what? His dad Suhail is just negotiating with the Prophet on behalf of the Mushriks and his son comes and joins the Muslims. Very tense situation. His father sees him, the Muslims greet him, yeah, welcome. He gets so angry, he takes a thorn from a tree and he injures him. He slaps him, beats him and he injures him. Because it's an embarrassment for him. He's negotiating on behalf of Quraysh, his own son defected and became a Muslim. Then he said to the Prophet, because he just finished the treaty, they hadn't signed it yet, but they just finished discussing it. He told him, Ya Muhammad, my first request after the treaty, send him back. Didn't we agree that if there's any Muslim from Mecca who's going to join you, you're going to send him back? Yalla, implement it. You can't give him amnesty. You can't welcome him. The Prophet says, The Prophet says, we haven't signed it yet. Technically, we haven't signed it yet. We just agreed, but it's not law. So no, I can't take him legally. <laughs> So basically he says, I swear by God, if you don't give me back my son, there's no deal. I'm not going to sign it. The Prophet says, keep him in my protection. I'm Rasulullah, I'm Muhammad, the one who's Rahim, wise. And Suhail knew the Prophet was a wise man. Keep him under my protection. He says, never. I'll never submit my son to you. In any case, there were two friends with Suhail and Suhail takes his son to a tent and he keeps beating him and torturing him. Those two felt bad, you know, this man is taking it too far. So they intercede for him and they tell him, look, Muhammad, a few times he's asking you give him protection. You can't do that. At least stop torturing him. He said, okay, I'll stop torturing him. But he's coming back to Mecca. No way, there's no chance he's going to Medina. Abu Jandal, he thought this was his victory. He managed to come to Hudaybiyah. Suddenly he hears about this treaty and I have to go back. He gets disappointed, haram. Remember, he's being tortured in Mecca. You can't blame him. So he said, oh Muslims, I'm a Muslim and you send me back to shirk. You would encourage people to migrate. Ah, now that I came, you're sending me back? Don't you see what I've been through? Look at my body. There's marks of torture. The Prophet raised his voice. He tells him, Ya Aba Jandal, be patient. We can't spoil this treaty. Be patient. Soon Allah will give you victory. Be patient. I can't do anything. Because if I keep you with me now, your crazy father, in other words, is going to ruin the whole deal. And we're going to go to war with the Meccans. There's going to be rivers of blood here. I can't do that. Allah has not given me permission. So Abu Jandal, you have no choice but to be patient, please. For Allah's sake, be patient. Soon we're going to achieve victory. Next year we're coming. Mecca is going to enter Islam, don't worry. So the Prophet was giving him patience to calm him down. And I don't want Quraysh to accuse me of being a betrayer. 
They will say, Muhammad made a treaty, five minutes later he broke it. It's not good for Islam, I can't do that. Please understand what we're going through. So he understands, I mean he was a Muslim Abu Jandal, he understands, the Prophet is telling him be patient. Guess what happens next? Umar ibn al-Khattab appears in the scene. He does something very unusual. He says to Abu Jandal very cleverly, he's like be patient, they are pagans and their blood is like the blood of a pig. He's instigating him. Then Umar brings a sword, he gives it. He's like trying to give it to Abu Jandal. Ibn Hisham in his seerah narrates that Umar gave him the sword to kill his dad. It's like, go kill him. Get rid of him, khalas. Abu Jandal says, no, he's my dad. I can't kill him. My dear brothers and sisters, what Umar does, why is it very disturbing? He tried to start a, start a war and foil the entire attempt of the Prophet in seconds. Imagine if Abu Jandal would have tried to kill Suhaid. What would have happened? All out war with Quraysh. Our negotiator who's representing us gets killed? No. This would have been the bloodiest war. And everyone would have accused the Prophet of being a man of war. They said, we were willing to negotiate Quraysh. We said, let's not go to war. He killed us. Umar was, was playing with fire by doing that. You just saw the Prophet begging Abu Jandal, telling him, please be patient. It's okay. Do it for Islam. You go and you instigate him. Their blood is like the blood of a pig. Here, here's a sword. I don't know what to say. But this is very disturbing. The consequences would have been extremely dangerous. But Alhamdulillah that Abu Jandal refused. He thought about it for a moment. He's like, he's my dad, I can't do it. But if he did, just imagine the scale of the tragedy that would have ensued. So honestly what he does is very disturbing. You know, I don't know what his motives were. Did he want this to fail? I don't know. You know what our perspective is anyways, right? And, and these, these moments confirm to us about his real intentions. Why would you do that? Why are you challenging the Prophet? Why would you do something that would make all of his efforts go in vain and fail? How could you be a Muslim and do that? How could you be a mu'min and do that? But he had doubts. He never accepted. By the way, you know, we talked about Umar having doubts. Do you know that for years Umar struggled with this Hudaybiyah thing? He never really accepted it. He never really accepted it. That's why at the conquest of Mecca, later next year, when the Prophet held the gates of the Kaaba, right? The Prophet looks at Umar and he says, bring me Umar. When they bring Umar, the Prophet tells him, didn't I tell you Allah would give us victory? And then at Hajjat al-Wada', the final pilgrimage, few years later, again the Prophet was at the pilgrimage, at the Hajj, and he said this to Umar again. He told him, see, Allah gave us victory, 
The Prophet kept telling Umar for a long time, see, Allah gave us victory. It seemed Umar's doubts never really went away. Honestly, they never went away. And in our sources, basically, there's an incident where the Prophet was in Ta'if. Umar was there, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib was there. The Prophet goes and he secretly has a conversation with Imam Ali. Umar gets angry. He tells him, Ya Rasulullah, you secretly talk to Ali but not us. Jealousy, right? The Prophet basically says to Umar, Umar, I'm not the one who chose him for this position that I trust him and I speak to him privately. Allah chose him. Stop challenging God. When he says that, you know what Umar says to the Prophet? Yeah, yeah, that's what you told us at Hudaybiyah. All God, ah, it's the work of God, the work of God. He's doubting the Prophet. So, and then when he brought, yes. Yeah, they didn't believe that the Prophet was infallible. Honestly, how can you say things like that if you think he's infallible? Then the Prophet, again, when he brought up Hudaybiyah, the Prophet got upset. The Prophet told him, did I tell you that year we'd enter it? See, he kept rejecting. He just couldn't accept it. In any case, this fitna of Abu Jandal was very, very dangerous. I mean, it could have gone out of hand within seconds, within minutes. <laughs>